Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champions? What's up? Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. It is Tuesday, May 26th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. We are a little bit later today. Just a smidge. Or we try to enjoy the weather. Yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't in an office. You only. were in an office. Yeah. So that that didn't work out for me. But anyway. Um as usual, got a lot to get to in this particular episode. Uh, we're gonna do news and then a new brand of episode that we're adding to our cycle to see if see if it's interesting enough. Uh, yep. And we're going to break down ADP and give you a little bit of ADP analysis for the month of May. Might do it monthly. We'll see what happens. Uh, but please enjoy this trek down ADP land, if that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, if it's something you guys enjoy of us talking about the ADP, yeah. we'll definitely do it in the future. Uh, before we jump in, uh, check out our website. Uh, at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review. Uh, we're still looking for writers, so be sure you uh, get to that. Uh, and we will have an announcement on Thursday. Oh, shoot. An announcement on Thursday, which I. I have not told you about the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> you have not told me about the announcement that we That's are true. discussing on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll be sure to listen on Thursday for that um, and do all the fun stuff. So let's get into you the news. Just not tell me. You should yeah. Just not and just surprise you on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is anyway, but uh, so let's get to some news. Uh, 49ers Raheem Mostart uh, said he's put on more muscle in order to, shoulder a 200 carry workload season so he's preparing for the workload uh but are the 49ers going to give it to him that's the question Mm, probably not i really like raheem mostert though as a sleeper this year because he was fantastic when he was playing and they what did they lose they traded matt breda who's their backup running back now uh, it's still Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Okay, Tevin's probably have, and they have Jared McKinnon still on the roster who hasn't played a football game in two he's, years. He's gonna go the way of the dodo, my friend. Yeah. So, I like I like Raheem Mostert as a sleeper this year. I don't think he's gonna get 200 carries. Um, if he does and he gets like maybe 40 catches, I mean the guy could be a high end RB two. Um, yeah. But I think he's worth. Uh, I don't know. It depends on what round he is. Maybe we'll talk about him today. Um, The Jets signed quarterback Joe Flacco to a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Doesn't help anybody, really. He's just a backup quarterback now. But um, Yeah, uh, it's it's just interesting that he got signed before Cam Newton. Yeah, (laughs) continually interesting that Cam Newton still don't have a team. Uh, John Clayton reports that uh, Russell Wilson would love the Seattle Seahawks to sign Antonio Brown. In free agency, that would that would help my dynasty team a little bit. Because <clears throat> <laughs> you have Antonio Brown. Yes, helping out, um, holding out hope for Antonio I don't, Brown. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, me neither. If it were to happen, Oof, though, That would kill DK Metcalf so hardcore. Yeah, it would. And Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be an interesting good landing situation spot. to watch. Uh, but what would you say? I said interesting landing spot. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Uh, Mike Silver reports uh, that Devonta Freeman's willing to pass on the entire 2020 season. If he doesn't get the contract he's looking for, the Eagles supposedly uh, offered him a deal, the same deal they gave Carlos Hyde. Uh, I mean, yeah, I said the Seahawks, right? Not the Eagles. The Eagles did not no, you offer said him. The Eagles. Ugh, I always get literally Sunday when you just you're just. Scared. I gave away the last point, which was Carlos Hyde signed with the Seahawks. But on Sunday, when I heard Carlos Hyde signed with the Seahawks. A friend I was with basically said it was the Eagles. Yeah, and you had and I freaked out, and I was like, "You're ruining everything for Miles Sanders." And then it was the Seahawks, and I'm like, "You're ruining everything for Carl Carson." It's so funny. <laughs> Two weeks ago, was it uh, last week? I don't remember. We had a show where we talked about um, injured players who mm-hmm. we would buy or sell or whatever, and yep. um, we talked Chris about we, we talked about Chris Carson, and you said you would buy him. 
right? I yeah, I did. And I uh, said I would buy him. And then they signed Carlos Hyde, which I'm not worried about. But there's been a lot of, like, scary things happening for Seattle right now. Yeah, there's some guys, and, like, I don't know if we'll get to it, but there's some guys around his ADP, too, that I'd just rather have than Chris Carson right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting interesting for Chris Carson. But Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, uh, the Carlos Hyde signing doesn't really hurt anybody really i guess but the good news is is that uh devonta freeman's not going to take a one million dollar deal or whatever carlos hyde signed so uh he's probably not right. going to play for the eagles but there's still the chance that lashawn mccoy goes back to the eagles i'm literally just watching that one that team. could happen i wouldn't i wouldn't be too concerned if it was mccoy though yeah like he i don't think he'd be like stealing a lot of work from sandy yeah they'll probably sign somebody yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I guess. Uh, let's move yeah. into analyzing draft ADP. I think we got through that new segment relatively quickly. I know. Before I'm people surprised. drop off our episode and be like, dude, you guys need to stop talking about the I'm, news. I'm, I'm shook. Not going to lie. So let's uh, basically the goal of ADP analysis of what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to break down, try to break down each round as much as we can on this episode as we have a time limit for ourselves. Um, but we are going to try to break down as many rounds as we can and talk about players that we would trust, um, you know, drafting this year and, and guys that maybe are good values at the, the position that they're getting drafted. Sure. And then some guys right now that are, are getting overdrafted and people are getting too excited about and are kind of becoming players that are reaches. So, um, you know, we'll talk about values individually and probably reaches and busts and all that stuff when we get closer to the draft season, I guess. But um, this is just analyzing the ADP, where different players go and um, and breaking that down. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. I hope the the faithful audience said makes sense, too. Do we want to do a 10 team or a 12 team? <laughs> That's a great question. I, let's just let's just do. uh just do 10 yeah we'll just do 10 all right we'll do 10 right. for the sake of my brain not exploding it's easier to yep. do the math so right <laughs> now ADPing, uh we'll round up joe mixon's to 11 so we'll talk about yep. him for the second round but the first round right now are there any guys that you see right now that you're completely shocked uh about in terms of uh, their adp in the first round so I'm not completely sh- the first round. Like there's all, they're all good players in the first round. It's hard to yeah. not draft a good player. Um, but there are some guys that like, I don't think Tyree kill who's ranked n- number nine right now. Yep. That feels a little high for me. Uh, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable taking him. Yeah. In his ADP is eight Oh, eight Oh seven, eight, seven, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, he's tied with then, uh, Deandre Hopkins. Hopkins is the same. Uh, just because he's in a new team, new situation, I don't know if I would 100% trust taking DeAndre Hopkins in the first round. But so, I, yeah. I, I would rather take Hopkins than Hill. Um, right. But I'd probably rather take Dalvin Cook, whose uh, ADP is 10, yeah. ahead of both those guys. I think, I think, you know, I would agree with you on both of those. I think Tyreek Hill, he's more of a middle-of-the-second-round guy. Um, what I don't understand is that, so right now in the first round, we have four wide receivers, um, that are, I think it was the same as last year, right? Oh, did we have three wide receivers in the first round? I think it was three. Um, but with the depth at wide receiver, it doesn't make sense to me as to why people would reach because you could, you could honest to God. And this is, this is the year to do it. You could go running back, running back, excuse me. You could go running back, running back in those first two rounds get away with it because of the depth at wide receiver between uh 15 to 30 you know yeah, what i mean and, honestly and like, i and think the, and you could go oh go ahead you know you finish what you're saying i was just gonna I was, say I'm i intrigued, think you go running you know? back first three rounds honestly yeah yeah you might even be able to get away with that it's just so much depth at wide receiver but by mid-season are we going to be sitting here going uh oh, we really wish we had a guy like Devonte adams on our team Right. I mean, I'll trade for a guy like that, but regardless. (laughs) Um, Adams, I think he's ranked number six. He's going to, a lot of drafts, I think he's going to fall because he bit a lot of people in the butt last year. Okay. But he was injured a lot. He didn't play a full season. The Packers did not add any wide receivers. How far do you think he's going to fall? Um, I mean, he'll probably still go end of the first round. Okay. 
top of the second, but he'll he won't be like right now. He's uh, seven seven oh seven, right? Yeah, for his ADP. I think he'll probably you'll probably see him at the top of a lot of second rounds. Okay, um, which mm. I think is a good spot for him because I actually really like Devonte Adams this year um, because if he just stays healthy, like the year before in 2018, yeah, he was phenomenal. Every single week he was getting 10 plus points a week. Yeah. Um, and he was, and he was actually pretty good last year when he played. The problem mm-hmm. is he only played like six or seven games. Yeah, and people of took him in the first round injury. last year. Right. And people took him in the first round last year and they assumed he was a bust. I'll tell you, I was gonna so be a lot happy. Of people that are, Not that I'm happy yeah. about anyone's injury, but you traded for Devonte Adams in like the, the very game you traded for him. He got a toe injury and was up. Six <laughs> I know. <laughs> He scored like 20 points that week, though. He did. He was a monster. I I think everyone's always trying to peg the Green Bay second, third wide receiver, whoever it's going to be this year. Alan Lazard is ahead of the list for everyone. But they signed Devin Funches. Like Funches, yeah, yeah. So I I mean, that's their whole offense right there. It's going to be Adams again, and they target him so much that it's like there's no unless unless Aaron Rodgers takes a noticeable step back. Devontae Adams is going to be a wide receiver one. He's going to be targeted 150, 160 times. Easy. If he if he plays yeah. all 16, it's it's a lock. Um, I, I actually is going to be like the same as last year. I think Michael Thomas is going to regress this year. I think people are going to overspend on him, and they're going to get a guy that ends up being maybe the second or third wide receiver overall at the end of the season. I think people are going to overpay for him. Right now, he's ADP four. Uh, he's and going I, three in a lot of drafts. I think Adams finishes number one in fantasy this year, but I don't. Not number one really? overall. I mean, number one at the wide oh, receiver for wide receivers. Yeah. I think that might happen. Um, or a surprise guy will jump ahead and do it. But um, outside of that, I mean, I think Adams is okay where he is. Um, the one guy that I am a little concerned about is, is is like you said, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. I'll mention DeAndre Hopkins at 807. Um, as the, I want to say, the fourth wide receiver off the board, it is very concerning to me because I, I did my projections and um, based on the totals of last year for wide receivers, uh, I had DeAndre Hopkins at eight, seven or eight finishing the season this mm. year. So uh, overall for wide receivers. So to, to you know, draft him as the third wide receiver off the board, it's a little bit of a reach um, in my opinion. Uh, but I think it just, I'm not sure... The amount of times that Kyler Murray runs the ball makes it hard to project how often he's going to throw it. Like, I thought he was going to throw it 600 times this year. He only threw it like 555, I believe, or 540 or somewhere between that range. Uh, and uh, he didn't he didn't throw the ball as much as I thought. And then I looked at it, and he rushed it 93 times. So I don't know if those were drawn-up rushes or if that was just him scrambling. Um, I'm assuming that it's him scrambling and, and a lot of those play calls were just because they called 67% of the time passes. So <laughs> yeah. he just rushes it a lot. I just don't see the, I see DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, Christian Kirk or DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald all both getting, maybe all three of them get a hundred targets this year, but I have a hard time believing that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get the target share that he got in Houston that would elevate him into that position. I like him in yeah, Arizona. I agree. I agree hundred percent on that one, but I've come around on that and I, I I'm, my just, I'm just nervous are, about it. He's also middle of the pack when it comes to schedule. So it's hard, it's hard for him, but I don't know that I want to draft him in the first round, knowing that he's going to end up being a low end wide receiver one. Um, right. I don't know if that's a hot take, but <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Dalvin cook, I'll say this last thing for the first round. Cause I don't want to spend a million hours on it. But Dalvin Cook as the RB six off the board is very shocking to me. He uh, was, yeah. He was the he was a top three running back for a majority of the season last year. Yeah, until he got hurt in like week 14, 15. But right. before that, for pretty much the whole season, he was. It was like twenty points a game. RB. Twenty he was points like the a second game. RB yeah, for a while. yeah. He was he was right behind. Um, he was for the first six weeks of the season. He was ahead of Christian McCaffrey. So yeah. and and when McCaffrey started, you know, doing his thing and getting touchdowns left and right. <laughs> Uh, it right. started to push Dalvin Cook right down uh, the list, uh, but I, as as the tenth pick off the board, I mean, the, the, whoever is drafting ten in your league or eleven or twelve are getting a steal with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking in my head like if I had each pick, who would I take? Yeah, I think I would t- consider taking Dalvin Cook at number like five, like yeah. after after McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, and then. I think it would be a debate for me between Cook and Michael Thomas. Like I, I really like Dalvin Cook, and if you can get him at ten, yeah, like you said I think that's a steal. 
Okay, let's move on to uh, projected second round picks. We'll throw Joe Mixon in there, even though he's projected first round. Um, so Joe Mixon has been on the climb. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Joe Mixon. He, he, he's been on the climb this season. Uh, but as the running back seven off the board, I don't think the hype that the fantasy analysts are shoving into Joe Mixon is translating to ADP changes. I mean, he's yeah, higher than I thought he would be, jumping. but he might be, he might end up falling to the middle of the second round um, mm-hmm. in some leagues, just because last year was a tough year for people who drafted Joe Mixon in the middle of the second especially round, especially early on, especially early on. And then by the time they got to it, like there weren't, there weren't, there was not a lot of teams that held on to Joe Mixon. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I think, I think RB seven is a, you're safe to draft Joe Mixon. If you're, if you're at the end of the first round or early uh, second, you're okay right. to draft Joe Mixon. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. I would be yeah. uncomfortable if he started jumping into that top five running back range um, ahead of Dalvin Cook, ahead of Derrick Henry. I would be a little bit more uncomfortable with taking him in those spots, but I think he's in a perfect position. Is there anybody in the second round that you're kind of shocked about? Um, I'm not really shocked about this, but okay, there is... I think Patrick Mahomes <laughs> you should at know. 19. You should know by now. I think Patrick Mahomes at 19 and George Kittle at 20 and Travis Kelsey at 18 is all a little high. I mean, Travis Kelsey's yeah. ADP right now is 16.7. When he says uh, 20, like 18, and 17, I, he means off the board in general. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I, I, I understand a lot of people like Kelsey, and he was taken in the second round last year, yeah. and it didn't, like, kill some people, because um, he did have, I mean, he was the number one tight end in fantasy again last year, but he, he he's capped off with his total points, and he's not going to score those same amount of points as a running back or receiver. I just don't yeah. understand the value of taking somebody like that in the second round when you could and take like a, when I did a the, running back or receiver. When I did the numbers on Travis Kelsey, too, he was like a low-end wide receiver one, um, mm-hmm. and him going off the board in between him and George Kittle going off the board in between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans at six and seven wide receiver off the board is tough for me. It's a, I think it's a full round too early. Like I, yeah. I, I don't think you should take a tight end until the end of the third round. Like if you're, if like you're taking a tight end Kittle. after the 10th wide receiver off the board is gone. Right. That's, that's, I, I mean, that's justifiable. You're, you're okay. As long yeah. as it's Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. And it's not, right, right. you know, it has to be those two. Nick, it's, gotta be those two. it's not David and Joku or something like that. Yeah. Like, you're falling Mark in love Andrew. with David and Joku and drafting him in the third round. People no. are, lo- are in love with Mark Andrews. Right but the, the only time I'll draft a tight end like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle is mm-hmm. if it equals the value, his value or his point totals equal that of another wide receiver. And I just, yeah. that his totals don't really mimic a wide receiver six finish. Um, so I, I think for me, yeah, I think I think the reaches are obviously George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, um, Mahomes. If you're in a you know super flex league, if you're in a six point touchdown league, it's sure. okay. That's uh, totally. But fine, this yeah. is ADP based on a four point touchdown league, so it, we're assuming you're in a four point league for touchdowns, or you're in a in a league that doesn't have a super flex position or a two yeah. quarterback league. Um, if you're not in any of those leagues and you just have one quarterback. You should not be drafting Lamar Jackson at 15, and you should not be drafting Patrick Holmes at 19. I know you want to. I know you would love to have that. I know Lamar Jackson won leagues last year. I know Patrick Mahomes won leagues the year before that. That does not mean that they're going to do it this year. Now, if there's any chance that Patrick Mahomes does it, it's this year. But I just don't know. I don't know that it's going to really be that much of an advantage in the long term. So I understand like the line of thinking with Lamar at 15. Like he was just so ridiculously good last year that like if he plays the exact the rushing, same way, it's, he would honestly be worth. He didn't the even. 15. What do you have? Thirty-two touchdowns. That's the column. He's going to regress. He had Thirty-six passing touchdowns. And Thirty-six. He had, Holy freaking yeah. crap! He's probably going to throw twenty-eight this year. Yeah. Twenty-six, twenty-seven, I, twenty-eight. I always project quarterbacks to twenty-eight touchdowns, and I need to stop. <laughs> I projected him to have less touchdowns, less uh, rushing yards. I think less yeah. every, and he was still the number one quarterback by a decent amount. Yeah. He was absurd. So I get, I get the hype for Lamar, Uh, and I think in some leagues, like I, and I've been saying this for like months, really yeah. since the season ended, I've been saying, I think in a lot of leagues, a lot of redraft leagues that you'll do with your friends, he mm-hmm. might be in the first round. 
somebody in, in the first round had it who had him last year, especially oh, if yeah. they're picking at like eight or nine or ten. He might jump. Yeah, you're right. He, they'd be like, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I mean, last year we had one quarterback in the second round, and now we're jumping into that conversation of two. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. But I, it's I mean, hard. I understand that I wouldn't take Lamar at 15. I think you just have other needs yeah. you need to address. But I understand like why people are feeling the way they do with Lamar. Yeah. Um, the final guy I'll, I'll note in the second round, Julio Jones. Um, I guess he always gets drafted at the back end of the first round. <laughs> this is yeah, but uh, but he's wide receiver five off the board, um, mm-hmm. which means that if your league is drafting Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, you know Dalvin Cooks, not in the second round, but they're drafting some of these guys. Like you get a run on running backs of seven running backs in the first round. There's a good chance that you could snag Julio Jones, who I think is still a top. I I I didn't believe it when I. St- I didn't believe it before, but when I statted out the Atlanta Falcons, I'll tell you. You're on my squad. Julio Jones, man. He just can't he can't be denied. He's gonna he's not gonna yeah. score touchdowns like always. That those are gonna go to Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But the guy's gonna get targeted 160 times. He's gonna get his he's gonna get his work. Um, yeah. unless he gets hurt, uh, he, there's no way he doesn't finish in the top five of wide receivers. And he's the, the, my only concern with Julio is his age. Like at what point is he going to hit that wall? For yeah, wide that's receiver? fair. That's very fair. Um, it could be this year, but if he, if it's not like his value at, yeah. uh, 14th overall, I think is perfect the receiver. Yeah. The middle board. of the second round. If you're in 10 yeah, team, early second, sure. if you're in the, in a 12 team. So yeah, I think, I think he's, he's the perfect. same value to me. I, I honestly think he might be better than Hopkins. Tyreek Hill I might have him yep. ahead of those guys so and those guys are going at the end of the first round so I think snagging Julio in the middle of the second is definitely a good pick okay uh, let's move into the third round um, some guys that I think are, are really good values obviously Miles Sanders um, yep. is the RB11 off the board I really like him I like Austin Eckler haven't got to yep. stat out the Eagles or the Chargers yet so we're going to see him but I like Austin Eckler I really like Kenyon Drake, Fournette. So who I can't remember who. Somebody on Twitter sold me on Fournette again. Every year. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. But so four running backs in the third round, all guys that are young, all guys that it, that could be RB ones this year on their yeah. respective teams. I think your safest bet is probably Leonard Fournette. Um, at the running back position, but then you also have, this is where the depth starts coming through uh, at the wide receiver position. In the third round, you're drafting, you know, wide receiver 9, 10, 11, 12 off the board. Um, You have Cooper, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. Uh, So, so, I mean, for me, I think I'm starting to get this feeling, this strange, gross feeling on Allen Robinson. I know people love him. I know he had a good season. But wide receiver 10 off the board, pick 28. Feels early. It definitely feels, feels early. Feels very I, early. That's that's definitely the one that caught my eye the most. I also think I, I under Mike Evans is in the same spot every year. Um, and I get like he's got Tom Brady now, but yeah. I mean we've talked about this before. Brady Brady values the slot guy. So I think Chris Godwin is gonna take a lot of that the targets away from him. I I, I think Evans will still be good. I don't know if he's, you know, First player off the third round. Yeah. Good though. I think he's more of like a later third round type of player. Yeah. I, um, I the excitement's still there for Mike Evans. So, yeah. I, I, and especially with Tom Brady, I think the, uh, you know, there are two sides of the argument. And there are people who are like, oh, Brady's a great, accurate thrower. And, you know, deep downfield, he's still got one of the best arms in football. And it's true. He's sure. very accurate downfield. I won't do. Here's the problem Tom Brady doesn't like to throw downfield. He liked to yeah. throw downfield when it was Randy Moss and well, he was in his twenties, but I mean, he's he's forty years old, so he's gonna he's gonna. I feel like Tom Brady always plays a very safe game. That's why he doesn't throw that's picks. Kind of, is that is that Brady though, or is that the Patriots? We're gonna find out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who, um, it is very uncertain. And like, if Tom Brady doesn't throw to the outside receiver, then you're you're wasting a pick on Mike Evans. I'm, I'm gonna right, be honest with you. Pro- it, it's a it's kind of a risky pick. Yeah. Um, and is but, it worth it when you have guys like Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, and Cooper I, Cup in this round? I think it's just a little early for him. And I, 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 I even know Amari a lot Cooper, of people aren't I mean, going to agree with that because, yeah, because I, uh, I, Mike Evans is going to go in the late. He's probably going to go in the second round. Yeah, maybe early third. But I just think that's a tad early for him. And I agree mm-hmm. with the Allen Robinson take as well. Uh, 
with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. I, or I Nick Foles. His ceiling. And even <laughs> Nick Foles. Like, I don't – He's a good – Allen Robinson's a good player. Uh, Nick Foles um, came in, and it completely ruined DJ Chark last year. Right. Just about. Yep. And I think Nick Foles, like, typically doesn't have – like, when he was with the Eagles, mm-hmm. they never had, like, a number one wide receiver fantasy-wise. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to say Allen Robinson – as a 10th receiver off the board and uh he's 26th ranked player right yeah. now yeah and I isn't think he that's like 26 little... 27 years old too or is he 25 every wide receiver is 25 he's like 26 i think yeah that's just a guess but um, um i love yeah, I though i'll tell you i love late in late in this round third round um early fourth you start to see adam thielen cooper cup um, yeah. Cooper Cup was absurd in the early part of the season last year. Uh, wide receiver one, I believe, through the first like six or eight yeah. weeks. Um, and Adam Thielen has always been good, and he doesn't have digs anymore. So it's like, right? I, if those two guys are. I, I don't know about Cooper Cup being a lock as a wide receiver one next year. He kind of, he always has those injury concerns. He's always got some something with him that prevents him from finishing high. Um, what was he for last year? Wide receiver four, I can't remember. But anyway, I think Adam Thielen is a perfect pick late in the third, early in the fourth round um, as a depth play as your wide receiver two, especially if you draft a wide receiver one in the first round. You can even play it as a wide receiver one for your team, at least for a little while in the regular season. Um, But is there anyone else you want to talk about in this round? Uh, no, I, I like the round overall though. There's a lot of good players yep. in the third round. Yeah. I, there's going to be some misses. There always is in the For third sure, round. Of course. Uh, but I think, you know, th- I think this round of all of them are probably going to change dramatically. Oh, definitely. I think it will too. <laughs> some of the guys are going to go up. Uh, so fourth round, Chris Carson going in the same similar spot as he was last year. Yep. Um, we're starting to see some of the deeper plays, um, are there any guys that are surprising to you in this range? Um, um, I think, I think it's a little surprising that Mark Andrews right now is in the top of the fourth round or higher end of the fourth round, middle of the fourth round. Um, I think that's just too high for him, man. I, tight I really ends, do. man. Tight like, ends. That's a full round and why a half. They, too why did they gotta do Mark that? Andrews, in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of people are gonna be shocked that Keenan Allen is as low as he is, mm-hmm. uh, end of the fourth round, but. He's got Trod Taylor as his quarterback, so I, I think it's it, he's yeah. he's kind of in a good spot. I love Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, and I I'd, I'd take him over Chris Carson, that's for sure. Like I, wow. I think if you can get okay. Clyde in in the fourth round, I would um, mm-hmm. I would I would absolutely do that. Um, so this is where I mean we don't know what we're gonna see out of um. I do love Clyde, by the way. Don't get me started. Um, this is where we're going to see if Melvin Gordon is still the RB one, you know, uh, people are noticeably concerned. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon right now going, uh, ADP of 36. People are noticeably concerned about, uh, Philip Lindsay and, and his effect on how Melvin Gordon performs. And I don't see it to be honest with you. They brought I Melvin. You're right, dude. They, br- they, right. they brought Melvin Gordon in to be the RB one. Why would they continue to give the ball to, Philip Lindsay's on his third coaching staff and he's had to prove it to three teams. And now he's got an all world talent, like freaking Melvin uh, Gordon I on hope, his team. I know. I hope you're right. Cause I will, I would, if I'm sitting in that spot again, I would probably round. take Melvin Gordon yeah. again. If I'm sitting at the top, I'd probably take Clyde. Edwards later, but yeah, I, w- I would take Melvin Gordon over Chris Carson right now. And I'd be n- nervous as hell about the pick. Yeah. Uh, because it's I, true. it's a, it's I a risky right. pick. I, it's a I risky think they pick. should commit to Melvin Gordon. They gave him the contract, but Philip Lindsay's been there for a few years and, you know, yeah. I don't know how this Denver coaching staff is going to use it. I just going to use the, the tandem. They might want to do a split backfield with the two guys. So. Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea. Tied in that exact same slot, DJ Moore, steal the century yeah. in the fourth round. Love it. I, I, I do like DJ Moore, yeah. Um, I'm also going to say this. Um, I think, I hate to say it, because I feel like this is the right spot for Odell. And I really believe in Odell this year. Like I think he's gonna be he's gonna get back to his wide receiver one status. I don't know if I want to take the risk in the fourth round. I'd rather go with DJ Moore or Clyde Edwards Hilaire or AJ Brown. And I I don't know. I, I hate to yeah. say that, but I want I like I honestly want Odell on my team, but I'd rather do it in the fifth or sixth round. I feel like it's just a tad too high. I think I think he's a little bit too high, you're right. I 
I think I don't know if I, I think I would still take him over AJ Brown, but and Keenan Allen. Okay. Um, oh, but there Keenan are some Allen players should be like a sixth round pick to be honest. With you. <laughs> yeah. Love but you, like, Keenan. <laughs> you know, some guys behind him, like Le'Veon Bell, I yeah. would take over him. I know you call me crazy, but I think Devin Singletary. Uh, oh, you still in the Devin Singletary trade? There's, there, there are some players that we might get into um, <laughs> that I would take over Odell. So, yeah, I think that might be yeah. a tad high for me, but he's going to keep moving up. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to end up being like a third round pick. Um, yeah. I, I do like uh, there's three wide receivers in this round young, talented, uh, mm-hmm. ready to uh, explode on the scene. In this round, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, and AJ Brown. Which one do you have? Which one do you want? uh, Out of those three, I want DJ Moore. Okay, Um, rank them. And I, I DJ Moore, AJ Brown, then Cortland Sutton. I I forgot to mention that I agreed. I was super high on Cortland Sutton like before the draft. Then they drafted two wide receivers, including Jerry Judy. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt Cortland Sutton as much as we think it's going to hurt him, but it's definitely an indicator of like. They didn't want Deshaun Hamilton in the slot. That's right, right, right. Sure. They, need, they needed, and it, I mean, is Drew Locke going to be good enough to yeah. get Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ <sighs> Hamler? Like, Probably I don't, not. I don't think he will be. I, I, at least for year one, I think Cortland Sutton this year is going to get a little bit. People are going to be really high on him and just overvalue him a little bit. Um, but he's probably the last guy I would talk about. But yeah, DJ Moore is my favorite of those three young guys. Um, another guy who. I actually kind of find slightly surprising considering he did have a terrible season last year. And I kind of felt that was coming just sure. based on his efficiency, but Le'Veon Bell at pick 40 um, and 10 team, it's, it's like a first a, a early fifth round pick. Um, I like, I, I think this is a, a great spot to take bell yep. only because he's going to get 20 touches a game. Like, that's what he did last year, and there's nothing telling me that that's going to change. I mean, he's getting paid. They wanted to give him the ball. There's rumors floating around that they want to pull back his workload a little bit, but even if sure. it's 15, and, and, and 16 touches do, a game, he's fine. Yeah. They, they bolstered their offensive line in the offseason, and even if they do yeah. take back on some of his work, I think he will be slightly more efficient this year than he was last year just because of that. So yeah, I do like Le'Veon Bell. At, I mean, ADP 40 to me, that's... That's a good spot. Like if he, if yeah. I'm there at 40 and he's on the board, I think I would definitely take him. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about we'll move into the, what is it, the fifth round now? Fifth round. We'll do to the eighth yeah. and then we'll break this into two episodes. Okay. Uh, so Juju man, 40 pick 44 off the board in the fifth round. Um, my, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, he was, he was a second round pick last year. Now he's in the middle of the fifth round. Um, I got a I, I got a tweet the other day uh, that uh, I said Juju Smith Schuster is a uh, wide receiver one. Don't at me. And my brother texted me and said, "Bruh, why are you, you doing said this that again?" Last year. <laughs> you said that last year, dude. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I did." Um, That's right. Uh, I'm saying it again. I like Juju Smith Schuster, and uh, I think with Big Ben back. And you know, an improved Deontay Johnson. It's gonna be, it's gonna mean good things for Juju Smith-Schuster. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's. This is one of those deep picks. Him and Calvin Ridley at pick forty-four sure. and forty or forty-three and forty-four are both great selections if you're in need of a wide receiver too. Yeah, I mean, this is a great round. I'm just looking at the players going in the fifth round. There's really not a player. There's one guy who I look at. I think that's just like that's too early for him. And that's Dak Prescott. Yep. Um, you know, third quarterback off the board. I get that. I think, I think he's probably sh- as he should be. Um, yeah. I just think his ADP 49. Dak, Dak is Prescott, so confusing, dude. I feel like that's, like, I, I want to move him up my board. Like I actually like him better than Russell Wilson. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Uh, and their I'm offense did board. nothing but get better. But then there's the opposite side of that is that, Every time a quarterback goes off like this, there's all there's almost automatic regression the following season. Right, right. But and so I temper Mike my excitement. But I'm going to end up with Dak guy. Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott as my QB one and my RB one next year. Anyway, That'd be totally fine. And I'm so mad about it. That would be totally. <laughs> Do you know how many Cowboys honestly. games I watched? I don't even like the Cowboys. You're, you're going to have Ceedee Lamb. I and, hate uh, Jerry Jones. Yet I always watch. I'm going to watch him even if I don't have Zeke because why not? 
you're gonna have cd lamb and yeah. uh oh it's true amari cooper on your team too yeah but yeah i mean other than Dak, like i'm not crazy about mark ingram this year i think uh, uh i'll be honest with you i think devin singletary is a reach okay with zach moss coming in he's gonna get he's gonna get robbed on those touchdowns i know it i love you singletary oh, so much it's hard he's gonna get robbed by zach moss I don't think Zach. They replaced a big, slow, old lug with a big, slow, young lug. What do you think they're going to do with that? They're going to bring him in on short yardage situations, and Devin Singletary is going to score three touchdowns the whole year. Zach Moss is a what late third round pick, pretty much a fourth round pick. Yeah, I don't think he's going to start. I just think he's going to come in on short yardage. So even if he does, let's how many touchdowns do you think Zach Moss is really going to take from Singletary? Goal line. I don't know how many did Frank Gore have last year. I can look it up. <laughs> Dude, you think you'll have the just same match that. I, I really do. I think I don't think he's going to have a great fantasy season, but I think that there's going to be a real situation where. So Frank Gore, you want to know how many touchdowns Frank Gore had? How many? Two. Oh freaking a! How many so Singletary let's say, have? <laughs> That's a good. I think you like, dude. Well, here's the thing about Devin Singletary that I, I don't think you have been taken into account. He, he is a great receiving back. Yep. He's gonna. He only had two as well. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, they he had two receiving touchdowns. How many rushing they touchdowns did they have points. as a team? Minus freaking Singletary averaged five point one yards per carry. Last Absurd. Year. I'm not saying um, he's not good. I'm saying the Bills are stupid. That's I get I get <laughs> the line of thinking, and I do agree. I think the Bills and are I think they're going to be worse. Even if they're worse, I mean, I think Singletary is going to get more carries. Like he's going to he's going to get a lot of work this year, okay. and he, not just carries, but in the receiving like, game. I don't well. think Zach Moss is going to steal work from Singletary. I think he's going to get the same workload, but I don't think that Devin Singletary is going to like. Uh, hold on a second, I'm going to look up where he finished because my big thing is like, I, where I feel Singletary like, finished. Yeah, I think he's going to finish in he the only, same spot. He only played like. He only played like six or seven games last year. I'm looking at average basis. Hold on. He actually might have played eight games. Hold on. I'm looking up at the average points per game here. And he was the. Oh, God. Where are you, Singletary? Doop, doo, doo. 10 points doop, a game. Doo, doo. Yeah. I was trying to find it. 10 points a game. He was probably like down the list and like low end RB2. I think he can be a mid range RB2. I don't think it's a bad pick in the. Um, in the fifth round to draft Devin Singletary. But if you're drafting him, expecting him to break out and be this RB one, who knows? Maybe he does blow up next year, have a great season and everyone forgets Zach Moss existed. That might happen. But for me, I think that the addition of Zach Moss, like why did they need to draft a running back in the third or fourth round? They really didn't. They didn't need to add anyone. They could have just ran it with Devin Singletary. They are concerned with Devin Singletary's ability to carry a full workload. So they're bringing in see, I, they're bringing I, in another I, guy to 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 pad the back end. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Devin Singletary just, can can run it two times for a second down, and then and then on third down we got to bring in Zach Moss on third down, short yardage and in, in, in goal line. I I just think uh, you know I I don't think they brought in Zach Moss to really do anything. Okay. I think I think it, my my point is like they they didn't they needed to add another running back on the roster. I don't think they, they yeah. were getting, like the Eagles, for example. If they bring in somebody, unless it's Devontae Freeman, I don't think it's going to affect Miles Sanders. Even if it's a big goal line guy, I don't think it's going to be that big okay. of a deal. All right. Um, I have a couple of questions on the late, late end fifth round. Um, James Conner, thoughts, concerns, questions? Uh, I love James Conner, so <laughs> I think I think taking him there is phenomenal. I've pick moved a little bit on him as of late, but I'm still concerned about what Pittsburgh thinks he is. Sure, I. But what I've, what Mike Tomlin, I mean, this is coming from Mike Tomlin. He said he's a workhorse when he's healthy. So as long as James Conner, quote, is on when the he's field, healthy, though, that's right. Obviously, but. But when he's on the field, I mean, yeah. I'm very comfortable with putting him in my starting lineup week to week. Yeah, I, I mean, take late, over Mark Ingram. late fifth I w- round, I, I think, is is a decent spot for him. It's not it doesn't hurt. Uh, but I think that there are there are other guys. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would, guess there's I not. I mean, he he ends a tier of running backs right here. 
22nd running back off the board. You might be right. That might be stealing a player. I'd I'd probably take James Conner in like end of the fourth round. So like a whole like 10 spots higher than where he's going right now. Okay. And then final question about this. I did want to talk about Stefan Diggs, but I don't think we have enough time. Um, Todd Gurley, 20th running back off the board for the Atlanta Falcons. Devonta Freeman did have some good games. Um, I statted out. We had some bad games. I statted out Todd Gurley, I believe at 210 points. I can pull that up for you and look at it right now. I statted him at 229 fantasy points, which is a low end RB one finish similar to Marky Mark and the funky bunch in the Ravens. So um, yeah, I, I, I think Todd Gurley can still be an RB1. Um, it's, it's safer to say he's a mid-range RB2, but as the 20th running back off the board, don't you think he's a little bit better than that? Like Atlanta doesn't have anything besides Idaho Smith as their backup. Yeah, no, back. he's going to get the work workload. It's just Devontae Freeman got the workload, did nothing. Gur- Gurley's kind of a wild yeah. card because we know he's better than Devontae Freeman, but by how much Yeah. Um, at this point in his career? And I, I will see. I, I, I would definitely take Gurley at this point. Um, I mean, Devonta Freeman was a RB21. I think he's better. I think Todd Gurley's better than Devonta Freeman. Is that safe to say? Yeah. I think I, 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 think I would take Gurley a little earlier than this. Yep. I just don't know how much. Okay. That's safe. I think it's a good pick in the fifth round. Uh, yeah, then, I agree with that, though. I think Stefan Diggs is a fantastic pick in the fifth. I do, too. Late I fifth, like Diggs. Early sixth. I, at the end of yeah. the fifth round, I, I like Stefan Diggs. I would take Diggs over... Uh, Tyler Lockett, who's the wide receiver, twenty right now. Yeah. I mean, eighteen. Oh no, go. twenty. Yeah, yeah. But I would take I would take Diggs over Lockett, and I'd probably take Diggs like at the top of the fifth round versus the back end of the fifth round. So let's, I think his value there is pretty good. Let's try to talk about the sixth, seventh, and possibly the eighth as quickly as we can. And if you guys want a part two, we can make that happen. Sure. Um, you want to just like skim through it and just kind of like pick our favorite or least favorites <laughs> in these final rounds? Sure. Um. Yeah, so for me, um, I really, uh, I don't know how I feel about Robert Woods yet. Ask me next week. Uh, <laughs> I liked Devontae Parker. I didn't like him before. Oh. Him and Allen Robinson were kind of like gross to me. And Parker literally is the only guy in that offense. So it's like, they got to throw it to somebody. Yeah, I love Devontae Parker at that spot. Um, yeah, sixth round is, is a great spot. Sixth round is phenomenal for me. I would take him over Hilton and Woods, who are both right now higher in the ADP. Lots of quarterbacks in this round. Kyler Murray, sure, is yeah. he a reach? Yes, I think I think at this point he's a reach. I honestly think all three of these quarterbacks are kind of a reach yep. at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I think Watson, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson are all like a round or two too early. Uh, the Houston running back. David Johnson, reach or um, nah? You know, do, I wouldn't call it a like reach. I'd be fine with taking him on my team at this point in the draft. Uh, any higher, though, is a reach. Um, but I think where he is is fine. Okay. Um, Metcalf at pick 57 is interesting. Um, him and Chark, both younger wide receivers going into their second year. Um, yeah. I almost would want to say I'd rather have Chark and Metcalf uh, as young, late sixth round picks than drafting Robert Woods, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae yeah. Parker early in the round. I like I like Robert Woods and Devontae. I don't like T.Y. Hilton, but I like Robert Woods and Devontae Parker early in the mm-hmm. early in the sixth. But I would almost rather have DJ Chark and DK Metcalf over them just because they're second year receivers. I mean, Metcalf's in an offense. He had a monster, monster postseason game in the one game they played. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think I think Metcalf has an opportunity to do amazing things in Seattle. He's in his second year, and this is when I said I said I would buy in on Metcalf, and I I'll buy in on Metcalf. But I think I'd, I'd rather go with the younger guys and take the risk in the sixth round than go after you know Ty Hilton or Devontae Parker, who have kind of not not that they're old, but you know you get the picture. <laughs> Go with the guys that are unproven and have a chance of breaking out and having a, an incredible season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Metcalf especially. Like, I, I, I think Metcalf should be much higher on this board. Uh, and his ADP at 57 is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. So, uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton, I have very strong opinions against, but maybe yeah, we'll save that for some other time. Phillip but Rivers. I just, he, you know, with Philip Rivers. <laughs> the there, bust and, show? Is that a, is he a bust? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. <laughs> 
he's definitely going to be on my my list. <laughs> His list. He has a list. He's I been do. writing it since last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in the seventh round, uh, the top of the seventh round, t- Jonathan Taylor comes in. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor. I told you that before. I don't like him in the seventh round. Yeah, that's too early. Much too. You know early who I love me. in the second second. Uh, I, there's a lot of players I actually really like in this round, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say uh, really quickly, David Montgomery, pick sixty three, love it. Debo Samuel, no, pick sixty three. You know you know who sold me on Montgomery. One. You know yeah. who sold me. Uh, it was oh god, what's his name? I can only remember his nickname, but anyway, a guy on Twitter. Sold me on David Montgomery. On he's, he's been That's... a huge fan of David Montgomery for a while. I wish I could remember his name. I re- really go. He's a higher up on Yahoo Sports, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> he's not anymore, but anyway. Um, so he he's a huge David Montgomery fan, like myself. And I was reading, I, I kind of was hesitant on David Montgomery this year just because of how he performed last year. Um, sure. Anybody that's in the seventh round right now, that's going to get 250 plus touches next year should be drafted. I don't care how bad or good you think he's going to be. If he's going to yeah. touch the ball 250 times, you're going to get an automatic RB2. And right. if he if he I, has a really good season next year and breaks out, then David Montgomery ends up being, you know, a top 7 8 back, but like it's worth the risk in the 7th round, I'll tell you that yeah. much. You don't you don't find a running back in the 7th round that often that is going to get that workload and you can start like day uh, one. Yeah. Like even I'm not even the biggest David Montgomery fan, yeah. especially compared to you, but like, I don't think he's, round. I don't actually have changed my mind. I don't think he's that great of a player. I think he's, I think he's a good player, but I think he's, he's Frank Gore. He's what Frank Gore was his whole career. Low yeah. end, a high end RB two. <laughs> but I think in the be. seventh round, that's a great spot. But the, yeah. the guy who really catches my eye here is Debo. You know, my feeling is on Debo Samuel. Of course. Uh, he's the number one wide receiver on, on that team right now. Yep. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. He was a rookie last year. He's going into year two. He had a big playoffs, a big Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, a really good rookie season overall. And he's an older wide, like rookie wide receiver too. So going into his second year shouldn't be like a, a big jump point. I mean, it should be a big jump point because he's already entering his the prime of his yeah. career starting this year. Debo um, and McLaurin and he, in this round are guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I I absolutely love Debo. I would be ecstatic if I could get him here in the seventh round. Yeah, I think he's probably yeah. going to move up to the fifth. Would be my guess. Yeah, I think I think fifth round seems. Um, like really I would good. be one to say stay away from Jarvis Landry and Michael Gallup, but with the price tag of wide receiver thirty, not really a horrible place. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind Landry them. there. I don't like Gallup. People love Gallup right now. I don't. I don't know why. It's because it's, I think CD Lamb. It's because is, everyone is is talking about CD Lamb and that Michael Gallup's actually going to be the second wide receiver. And I disagree. Uh, yeah, I I disagree I, too. It's, they, gave, it's a, they gave CD Lamb eighty. That's the dynasty. That that's that's the dynasty people uh, talking up players on their fantasy team because <laughs> they want them to succeed. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would avoid AJ Green in this round. Um, as I would well. avoid Hunter Henry. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to bring up the tight ends or quarterbacks, but. Um, yeah, I would avoid Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry is a great tight end, but uh, horrible situation. He said he's going to play right. through his contract, I believe. Uh, so his uh, franchise tag, I mean. So that's good news. That's good um, know, yeah. Final round that we'll talk about on this show. Um, this is where maybe Rick would start considering drafting a quarterback. For me, though, sure. I'm avoiding the freak out of that. Um, I'll just talk about some guys I love in this round. Um. I would say probably Darius Geis and Marquise Brown, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if the draft went like this, uh, I would not draft a quarterback here because I I don't think mm-hmm. I would want to draft. Matt I might Ryan actually reach on a guy I like. Matt Ryan, maybe I would consider taking here, but yeah, eh. and yeah, I'm kind of with you. The only guys I really like is um. Or I'd consider taking his uh, Darius Geis and Hollywood Brown just for the upside. Yeah, I mean, carry on maybe eighth round. Uh, but if that's actually to be honest with you in this you know for me i don't like to write off players altogether like if you're if you're in the eighth round and you're looking for a tight end do not draft austin hooper please for the love of god do not draft austin hooper i don't even know why that's tyler boyd's too early it's a tight end seven but you're wasting so much draft capital on on a guy that is gonna completely poop his pants this year um i think guys like carry on and marlon mack they're 
decent players to have on your team. And I think they're low end RB twos next year. Um, there are mm-hmm. guys that you can slide in bench bench spots. And if you need a flex, you can play them. So they're decent. Like at this spot, this it's a safe pick right. to me. That's exactly, a very yeah. safe pick. Would you rather have Marlon Mack or carry on? Um, I would rather at this point, I'd probably rather have Marlon Mack and I'll, okay. I'll say, because I think Marlon Mack's probably going to start week one. And I think carry on's going to end up being James white in the, uh, <sighs> You know, Detroit Lions offense. I really do. I think he's just going to be a pass catching running I mean, back. If and they Jonathan do that, Taylor's then I love DeAndre the Swift. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean to say, I, I said Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so I think Taylor is probably going to play second fiddle, or they said one two punch. He's going to be the second punch sure. <laughs> for Indy. So at See, least for the first a half of the chance year, chance carry on could start when he like when he's healthy. Um, so I'd probably do carry on, but not bad Mac, choices. If, if you want to play yeah. it safe, no, it's fine for yeah, me in the eighth round, you're going to most likely not hit on this pick anyway. So I might as well just take a shot in the dark. You draft Darius guys is the RB 30 off the board. And he ends up being a, you know, top 15 running back. You're feeling great about yourself. Last year, he was relatively decent in the time that he played. Um, and you know, now he has, uh, Mr. What's his name? Why does his name always escape me? Ron Rivera. Uh, right. He has Ron Rivera as his head coach. Good pass catching back, good on the ground. So he he's, if he takes over the Christian McCaffrey, quote Christian McCaffrey role on the Ron Rivera offense, uh, he could have a really good season this year and put up a lot of work. But the question is, he's one injury away from just being completely done. Yep. He is, yeah. one. He's, he's one injury away from just... His career is over. Yeah, and then and then in, in pick eighty seven, I mean, you're 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 feeling pretty good about Marquise Brown. I, I mean, I don't know how well their offense is going to perform, but it's a boy, it's oh a, boy, it's he's a wor- doing worth he's, a shot type pick. He's doing some of the workouts that his uh his is it is is it his cousin or is yeah. his uncle? Antonio Brown is his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's, he's doing some of the workouts that his cousin's doing, standing twenty, you know, which not even like ten feet away from a uh I don't even want to know what you call it, but thing that shoots the ball out at a hundred miles an hour and he catches it with one hand. Oh really? Yeah. He's, he's, Dang. he's very good and um, yeah. extremely talented. So I think, you know, Marquise Brown in this round is definitely worth a look late eighth, sure. early ninth round, just to, just to take a look at it. But that's, I think that's all we'll do for this episode. All right. Um, I, should we do a part two? Leave that in the comments on YouTube Yeah, and you can decide, know. let us know. Um, Maybe we'll put a poll on Twitter. We'll see what happens. Um, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on the first eight rounds of our ADP analysis? Um, I like I, I like my chances. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you always like your chances in May. I'll tell you that. Always <laughs> like your chances in May. That's a very true statement right there. I, I go through mock drafts in May, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget, we're still looking for writers. So if you want to write for us, please, please send us a DM. Talk to you, thir- uh, yep. talk to you Thursday. Yeah. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>